Hello and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar. Hey friends, this is the last episode in a mini-series around coaching teams, how to start with yourself and develop your leadership and self-awareness so that when you show up with your team or with individuals on your teams, you are clear about who you are, how you're feeling, who you want to be, and what the purpose is of the conversation. So today's episode focuses on a question that we get so often, both in our Art of Coaching workshops and in our Art of Coaching Teams workshops, which is, can I coach if I'm the boss? I'm an administrator, I'm a supervisor, can I coach the people on my team? That's the question that we're going to dig into. I'm going to give you some suggestions for how to think about that dilemma. And then I'm going to give you a challenge for this week. So if you are a team leader, if you are an administrator, if you're someone who supervises and perhaps evaluates others on your team, then this episode is going to be really helpful for you. All right, now before we jump into this episode, I do want to thank our listener who has the username WendyR67, who went over to Apple Podcasts and wrote a review of the podcast. And this is what WendyR67 wrote. Real insight. I have attended Elena's sessions at conferences and also read her books. In my experience, she is the only presenter who regularly coaches someone completely unrehearsed in front of her audience. This podcast is a fantastic extension of her work. This is not show business. This is authentic insight into the real growth that can happen when a skilled coach listens, supports thinking, and trusts that the client can and will improve. So good. Wendy R67, thank you so much for that comment. It means so much to me. I just feel so seen when people recognize what I feel like I really am all about. And that's what that review gave me. It takes just maybe a minute, not even 90 seconds to go over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. It really helps us to get the show out there. It's super easy. It's free for you to do. And it really does mean so much to me. So maybe after listening to this episode or even right now, hit pause and jump over and do that. If you've listened to this podcast before, I really appreciate it. Okay, let's jump into this episode. The question I get so often, especially in Art of Coaching Teams workshops is, can I coach as a boss? And the short answer is yes. However, the extension of that answer is yes, if you are clear, intentional, and capable. So the problem I hear from lots of administrators and supervisors is along the lines of this. I feel like I have these conflicting roles. I have to manage people. I evaluate them. I have to supervise them. And I also want to be a coach and this tension makes me feel uncertain, uncomfortable, conflicted. I just don't know what to do. Can I even coach? That resonates for me. I am currently the boss in my organization. 
And as you know, I am also a coach and I do believe in coaching. And so what does that mean? What do I do? Some years ago, when I worked in the Oakland Public Schools, I was also an administrator. I was a boss. I had 10 people on my team of coaches, and I had to evaluate them. I supervised them, and I also really believed in coaching. I was a coach. They were coaches, and I knew that they also had to experience coaching from me. So let me tell you what the solution is to this problem. The solution is to get really clear on what it means to take a boss stance and what it means to take a coaching stance. Get really clear, define them, those terms, those stances, and then make sure other people know what it means to you to take an evaluation stance or a boss stance. That's really the core of the solution. I really think that Part of the problem here is that we've got this binary mental model that says like we are either a boss or we're a coach. And so perhaps the first step is to shift how we think about boss so that coach is actually implicit. So sometimes I think we're just trying to be transformative within this transactional model. And if we drop the old model of thinking about what is a boss and we created a new one, one in which to take a coaching stance is just an implicit part of that role, then we wouldn't really have this problem. Okay, but let me come back to the reality we're in, the mindset we have, and kind of unpack that a little bit, starting with what does it mean to take a coaching stance? At its core, coaching is about holding a reflective space for others so that they can grow. Coaching is a way to help someone learn. Every leader holds the responsibility to help their people grow. But every conversation between you and the people you supervise does not need to be a coaching conversation. Okay, so coaching is about holding a reflective space for people so that they can grow. And some situations are not ideal for coaching. Some situations are not the best ones for you to take a coaching stance. So for example, if somebody is performing poorly, if their performance is an issue, it's probably better to address that situation from a clear evaluation stance so that you can prevent any confusion. Now in that conversation, or perhaps in a subsequent one, you can also shift into a coaching stance if that's appropriate to help your direct report, the person you supervise, move forward and make growth. But you've gotta be really intentional to ensure that both of you are really clear about when you're using a different stance. So when I was an administrator in the Oakland schools, I had weekly check-ins with everyone on my team. And Three times a month, those check-ins were coaching check-ins in which I took a coaching stance. And one of those check-ins every month was one in which I took the boss stance. I took a supervisor stance. Now, I would indicate this on the calendar invite. I would make it really clear what kind of meeting I was stepping into and that the person was also stepping into. Sometimes I would be in a coaching conversation 
and recognize that I was hearing my direct report saying something that perhaps was just inaccurate or I realized like, oh, this is actually asking me to be the boss. And in those moments, I would say, okay, I got to hit pause on this coaching conversation and I'm putting on my boss hat. That's often how I talked about it. I'm switching out hats. Right now I'm wearing my coach hat. Now I'm putting on my boss hat because I need to make something really clear. And sometimes that was like, this is when this is expected. This is what I had assumed you were doing. I'm hearing something different now. I'm going to come back to this concept of transparency in a moment because what I want to do right now is give you the first few steps to help you be a manager who also can take a coaching stance. So I'm just giving you the first steps here. Okay, step one, I've referenced this already, but step one is to define what coaching means. So we come back to that because coaching is a term that gets thrown around a lot. I hear people use the term in all of these circumstances when sometimes what I'm really hearing is people are talking about things like doing consulting or training. That's actually more what they're talking about. They're not talking about coaching or sometimes people talk about coaching when really they're taking a supervisor stance. So you need to think about what coaching means in your context. Again, the definition I use is along the lines of coaching helps people grow. Coaching is professional development. Its purpose is to help an adult improve their practice. So I sometimes go into more detail between the different kinds of support that help people develop their practice. Some of that has to do with who is setting the criteria for judgment. And so in a coaching conversation, the coachee is the source of the judgment Whereas in a training or an evaluation system or context, the trainer or the evaluator is the source working from an established approach or established set of standards. In a consulting context, the consultant is the source pulling from their expertise. So it's really helpful to kind of unpack some of these terms. You know, people conflate feedback with coaching. They conflate accountability with coaching. They're not the same thing. Feedback can help someone grow. Coaching is to support growth. Feedback can help someone do that. But really the purpose of feedback is to help folks align on the criteria for high performance. These terms need to be defined. And when things get murky, we all get anxious, meaning us and our direct reports. So getting really clear on what coaching means and then making sure that everyone within your context or your organization is clear on what you think it means, that there's shared understanding, that there's perhaps agreement, but there's got to be clarity. I find so much of the breakdown happens when people aren't clear about what they mean when they say something like coaching or taking a coaching stance. That is step one. Step two is for you to determine when it is appropriate to take a coaching stance. When you're clear on what coaching means in your context, then you are ready to evaluate the many hats you wear and all the responsibilities you hold in relationship to your direct reports. And you can consider the different support functions that you might step into at times, like sometimes you're coaching. Maybe sometimes you feel like you're mentoring. 
Sometimes you feel like you're evaluating, you're supervising. You got to think about all those and which one is the best match for the moment. So when you are going into a conversation, perhaps when you're preparing for it, maybe when you're in it, you need to ask yourself, what is the purpose of this conversation? What's the purpose? And then I keep coming back to this idea. You got to make sure that that is communicated to the person you're talking to. So this is really step three is transparency. Let me review. Step one is define what coaching means and make sure the people that you are talking to know what your definition is. Make sure that they're clear and bought in. Step two is get clear on when it is appropriate to take a coaching stance, when you want to shift into a stance of helping someone grow or develop their thinking or their practice. Step three is transparency. This is essential. It's essential to be crystal clear in every conversation you're in about what is the purpose, what is the stance that you are taking. So again, let me come back to reminding you, not every single conversation is a good match for being a coaching conversation. You determine that through defining what the purpose is of the conversation, and then you need to communicate it in the moment. You need to tell your people, this is the hat I'm wearing, and this is why. This is the purpose of this conversation. This is the hat I'm going to wear. If I'm going to make any shifts, I will tell you, and then have the conversation. Now, <laughs> have the conversation. That requires a tremendous amount of skill. Can you coach when you're the boss? Yes. In part, if you have the skills. So coaching in and of itself requires a tremendous amount of skill. And coaching when you're the boss requires even more skills. You have to also be really aware of the power dynamics that are present when you are coaching and you're the boss. There are always power dynamics present, but those will be different when you're taking a coaching stance. That's just something that's present. And these are all things that we explore in our Art of Coaching Teams workshop. We also explore them in our Artful Design and Facilitation workshop. And so if you want to explore how to develop the skills to coach, to coach when you're the boss, then I encourage you to look at those two workshops where you'll get a lot of additional guidance and practice in how to coach teams, how to navigate power dynamics, and how to coach. All right, so there you have the first few steps to coach when you're the boss, define what coaching means, make sure that there's clarity, determine when it's appropriate to take a coaching stance, and be transparent. Your challenge for this week is before you go into any conversation with a direct report, someone you supervise, someone who's on your team, get clear for yourself on the purpose of the conversation and the stance that you will take, or perhaps the stances. If you are going to take multiple stances in a conversation, be sure that it's clear to you when you're going to make that shift. And then when you sit down for that conversation, share both the purpose with the person you're talking to and the stances that you are planning on taking. And if you shift stances, if you go from being in a coaching stance to taking a boss stance, 
tell the person you're talking to. That's your challenge for this week, as well as, of course, to reflect on how that goes. Reflection is really where you do the learning, where you process, where you make meaning, and where you do the learning. So that's your challenge for this week. All right, friends, if you found this episode helpful, would you share it with a friend? Check out the show notes for links to resources. And this podcast is produced by Leslie Bickford. And Stacey Goodman does the sound engineering. And this podcast would not be coming to you without what they do. Thanks, friends, and I'll see you next time. 